0: The United States of America is called a Christian nation, Christian nation, Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity.
1: Faith, 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 politics, 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 history, 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 and
0: current current events.
2: And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with A Moment on Sports Part 1. The Detroit Pistons defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 115-105 this past Sunday. Cleveland scored the first 15 points of the game and led by 9 with 9 minutes remaining in regulation. Detroit ended the game on a 26-7 scoring run thanks in large part to Isaiah Stewart and Cade Cunningham recording 10 points each. Overall, Stewart tallied 14 points and 12 rebounds, and Cunningham registered a triple-double with 19 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Sadiq Bey led all Pistons players by scoring 31 points, while Frank Jackson and Trey Lyles came off the bench to contribute 19 and 15 points respectively to help lead Detroit to their 12th win of the season. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. Oh, boys! I'm
0: back! And good afternoon. Pastor Rick here, joined by my dear co-host, Phil Stargell and Ed Bondarenka, or as you may know him as Ed from Ypsilanti, or maybe 14 or 15 of you know him from uh, Your American Heritage, um, <laughs> Ed Bondarenka. <laughs> and uh, and so, hey, uh, really enjoyed Abolitionist Roundtable today. Um, how was your show, Ed?
3: No,
0: it was actually really good. Um, It was actually really, really good Uh, and uh, kind of kind of makes you nervous on how elections and stuff in Michigan are being held, doesn't it? Kind Uh of opens your eyes,
3: Um, (laughs) especially
0: especially what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and it's going to get kind of heavy folks. We're going to be talking about some, some pretty heavy stuff. And I know some of you like it when we can say a little bit more lighthearted. I try to even keep the difficult things as lighthearted as possible. Uh, but it's going to be tough. So next week I'm telling you, we're going to have a nice uplifting, um, a nice uplifting, uh, show next week. We're going to be talking about, uh, um, how do i say this we're gonna be talking about uh well music <laughs> that's the best way to put it but
1: uh yeah ed i sent derek two things regarding curling one is an audio clip and the other is scores from the olympics okay but, well know, we'll, we'll get to those
0: i saw that and i will be getting to that uh just in a second i did say next week um i am going to i've reached out to one of my favorite guests Uh, on my show to be part of the the show and that is uh, Ed Hoffman from Speaking of Art and he is going to try his best to join us next week. So please join in. Um, It's going to be fun. It's going to be music I fell in love with because of the movies. It's not because I heard it on the radio or anything else like that. I just picked it up in the background piece of music and I said, boy, that's interesting and listened to it and found out more about it. And uh, So we're going to be talking about that. But this week, uh, we have a lot to talk about, and it's actually got something that uh, in some ways has me angry. Some ways has me concerned. And then the best part is is the fact that I am waiting to see what God does with this, because anything God does is awesome. So, you know, uh, if we leave it in the hands of man, it could be, it could stink. And if we leave it in the hands of God, it can be awesome and will be. Right now, as we know, there's a lot of things in the Supreme Court with the topic of abortion. And even the pro-choice, pro-murder, pro-abortion people are seeing the handwriting on the wall in Washington and know that uh, there's a good chance that it might come in as a state's rights issue. I don't think it's a federal rights or a state's rights issue, I think it's a human rights issue in mm-hmm. which we are denying human rights to, well, and since 1973, over 62 million humans have been killed. It, I mean, 62 million, figure that out. Uh, someone please Google for me. How many people live in the state of Michigan today? I, I would like to know that. What is the population of the state of Michigan today? Because- It's a race s- between Derek and me. I, I know it and I'm gonna put the money on Derek. So. <laughs> well, okay, go ahead. Be that way. I got the number. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the number? I'll I'll lose this bet. You know, I'm happy to lose a bet every now and then. It lets me know that I'm human. Go ahead,
1: Derek. You're the producer. You're the Swiss Army knife.
2: As of 2019, the Michigan state population is 9.987 million. You take every man,
0: woman, and child, and, and kill them each over six times. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the state of Michigan. And that's the equivalent of what's been murdered in this country since R.V. Wade, 62 million. And I was talking to, and folks, I'm going to tell you now, I think the pulpit in America, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, the pulpit in America is broke. I actually had a pastor I was talking to say, well, it's just political. Why should the church be involved? My jaw <laughs> hit the hit the table. And as we talk further and further, and I showed them, well, everything on this earth concerning mankind is political. The word means people, it's of the people. And, and let's face facts. Things like, hey, they put Jesus on the cross. That was political. They they murdered our brothers and sisters in Christ called martyrdom. That was all political. Still are. The fact that we can the fact that we can even go in and worship in church is because we have a political statement in our constitution saying we have that freedom of speech or that freedom of religion to do so. Everything is political. And as I pointed out, he said, yes, but, and this is where I started getting really angry. He said, but if I talk about abortion from the pulpit, we might lose a, a member or two. He <laughs> didn't lose much. And let me put it this way. The church has lost the, the possibility of 62 million members of the church since 1973. They're worried about one or two. We lost over 62 million. And that was as of January 22nd of last year. So add about another million on top of that. Yeah, Ed.
1: you Go ahead, Phil. I'm sorry.
3: I'm just wondering uh, if that any... Uh, is there any way that you can associate that with uh, with the genocide of uh, of uh, Germany and uh, let's say uh, Cambodia? What about China? What about uh, uh, I would Russia? say murders, murder. Yeah, and when you well,
0: horrifically think- murdered innocent people, innocent children, sixty two million, almost sixty three million, as of a year ago. I don't know I how you can you- put a a, a, a Bright and shiny, happy, smiley face on that number. Go ahead, Ed.
1: I think to Phil's point, and this thats the point I was gonna make, so it's excellent. I, I'm glad I let him speak first because there's this movement that you're aware of, Bill Feder has spoken of it frequently and others, called pietism, where the church reserves itself from the, the dirtiness of politics and the dirtiness of everyday life and restrains itself to the church, which is exactly where the totalitarian forces want us to stay, stay in your church then when when we get control then we can just burn you in your church which they've done before but they they want us to stay out of the realm of politics so they can do whatever they want and they did that start well there was a movement here in the states in the 1900s and in germany and that's why things have gotten the way they are because the church has refrained we haven't been salt and light
0: We haven't, and and the point I made to this pastor when he first says it's political, and then he didn't want to talk about it because he might offend offend his members of his congregation. I took him to the church of Laodicea in the book of Revelation. Afraid to speak against it, afraid to speak for it. You're neither hot nor cold. And in that case, the church got spewed out of the Lord's mouth like vomit. That's about yep. the, and uh, so before we get too deep in this, so with uh, the enemy seeing the handwriting on the wall, uh, they are trying to, a ballot initiative through the ACLU and uh, Planned Parenthood and other pro-choice organizations are requesting to, uh, to do a ballot drive or a signature drive, petition drive to get it put on the ballot to over not just overturn the 1931 law that makes abortion illegal in this state, But it is going to be a constitutional amendment keeping abortion completely open all the way through. I want you to understand if you actually read it, there is no limits on the abortions or or any of the reproductive rights of one that can have an abortion. And then they throw in little little straw men into the ballot. And it protects your right so the government can't come after you if you accidentally have have a, a miscarriage. The government's never gone after any woman for having a miscarriage. It's never has. Or it protects your right to to uh, forms of birth control. The government's never had an issue with that. The problem was with the killing of the baby, but they're putting this other stuff in there saying, look, we're protecting your rights. So the government can't come after you for just having having a problem or, or having the children. They can't come after you for having the child. Give me a break. And that, that's how they're gonna get the signatures. We wanna make sure that we can protect you from the government from them telling you how many children you can have. And they'll get signatures like that because they'll lie because that's what the devil does is lie. In my opinion is the ACLU and Planned Parenthood is of the devil. Get over it if you don't like me saying that, it is. And uh, so on that note, I wanna hear some curling news.
2: All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start off with this bit of audio that Ed sent to me. And this is from the Steve Gruber Show, which is heard weekday mornings from 6 to 9 right here on Wham Radio.
3: Uh, at some point in my life, I'm going curling. Right? I just found out there are 11 curling clubs uh, in Michigan where I live. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find this place. I'm going to do this. It's just an aside. Uh, and I say that only because the Winter Olympics in Beijing are starting...
2: And now I've got some scores to report on from the Winter Olympics currently taking place over in Communist Before you give those Yeah, before okay. you
0: give those scores, before you give those scores. Yay USA against China. <laughs> Boo USA against Canada.
2: All right, go. <laughs> so these are some of the scores from the c- curling mixed doubles round robin taking place so far in the Winter Olympics. Yesterday, Canada defeated China 8 to 6. The US defeated Sweden 8 to 7 and today Sweden defeated Canada 6 to 2. The US defeated China 7 to 5 and Canada defeated the US 7 to 2.
0: Like I said,
2: yay USA against
0: China. Boo USA against Canada. How can you let the Canadians beat you? Come on. They're Canadians. I, they they say please and thank you when they before they snap you. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Back to, well, back to our topic. <laughs> you know that abortion law. You the current one goes back to what 1936. Is it 1931? 1931. But the original one goes back to 1846. That's how long we've had an anti-abortion law on the books in the state of Michigan.
0: Well, right now, the ACLU and Planned Parenthood is saying that the majority of the people are want safe and accessible abortions, and, and they're misleading the the numbers by big time. The average person in Michigan is against abortion, just is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If they get the signatures, the question is, is, goes back to your show, Ed, is what's going to happen with the vote, you know? Well, Pots really.
1: not on the ballot this year.
0: Pots not on the ballot. So yes, all the stoners that are will be, well, they might just get stoned and stay home and not vote anyways. There's always hope. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tell them, just tell them that you put, you hid a bag of Fritos in their house, and uh, that'll keep them busy for at least a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, like uh, yeah.
1: Biden said, it's not, it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. So in talking, that, what I just told you was one pastor that
0: I've had conversation with. I had another pastor give me this argument. Uh, a pastor. Well, we as Christians are to follow the law of the land. And the law of the land says abortion is okay, so we should be for it. Mm. And I said, we are to follow the law of the land as long as it's legal. And no, we should not be going out and killing anyone or punishing anyone for doing something that the law says it could be, but we should be standing standing against an unjust law. Matter of fact, we are required to stand against an unjust law. Yeah.
1: You said that uh, they want abortions to be safe and legal and actually 50% of the abort, fifty percent of the uh, abortions are unsafe. They they typically kill their victims. Yeah, so at least fifty percent of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. If not more. Sometimes yeah, the mother of, dies too because
1: of the mothers that die. Yeah.
0: uh so here we are. We're in a state right now that is fighting, part of it's fighting to end the murder of our children. And folks, it's murder. Uh, It's murder, just absolute murder. Just because, let me give you some examples. Phil, you kind of alluded to this. Between 19, well, just during the time of, of the Second World War in Germany, it was legal for the government to kill 11 million people. Most of them Jews. Because it was legal, that makes it okay, right? I don't think so. The Communist Party in Russia killed millions and millions of farmers to take their land. Again, most of them Jews, but it was legal. So it makes it all right, based on this other pastor's scenario. Governments have found way; mankind has found ways to to murder people and try to justify it. You cannot justify the taking of an innocent life. They they found in Carthage that to ensure themselves a good crop, that if you were a farmer and you had a child that year, the thing to do was to take your child and burn it in a brass bowl alive until it was dead. And uh, it was legal. Doesn't make it right. Those who worship Chemish or Melech, They sacrificed their children onto their gods because it was legal, was it right? We have a law that women can go to the altar of Planned Parenthood and in the name of their religious freedom, they can murder their child. Is it right? We are gonna be called to vote on probably this next election cycle. Do we make our constitution the constitution of the state of Michigan, the 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 set of laws that we base all other Michigan laws on in the state of Michigan, are we going to change that that says so it says that we can continue without recourse, without problem, without interference, murder our children's on the altar of Planned Parenthood. Because that vote is coming up i have never been so disgusted by mankind looking through history and i'm a student of history and mankind has done some horrific things through to, through periods and i can't believe where we are now we're going to ask the people is it okay to murder our children continually we've been fighting against it and now these two organizations the aclu and planned parenthood seems to think that man has become so corrupt that uh, we will willingly Turn the lives of our children over to them. If you want to be involved in the call, this phone number is 734-822-1600. I will hear from all sides, but I'll tell you right now, if you are, if you are for abortion because it's legal or something like that, I am going to hold you to task and you are going to be made to answer for, for why that child is not viable. And I will bring you to task on it because that is a child, that's a living being. Every medical book that you will find on embryology and even the University of Michigan, the liberal home of Michigan, every medical book in there will tell you that that from the very separation of the first cell, that is a human being in the earliest stages of development. We are in a constant state of development. From, From the time we are conceived to the time we die, we're in a constant state of development. And to pick one point, one arbitrary point of saying, well, this is where it's good, well, that that is arbitrary, and I will make, a, make the point on anything you bring up that you can use that same arbitrary type of idealism to kill anyone you want. It's not right, folks. It's murder. Ed, you had your hand raised, and I talked right over you, and for that, I apologize, because on this topic, you have a lot of good things to add as in comparison to others.
1: It's your show, talk on, but (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. You did say something that like rang my bell when you said something about giving our kids over to the state. And you were talking about the terms of abortion, but man, that immediately made me think of what we are doing in, in grade school when we're turning our children over to be groomed, groomed by the state the same way that a predator grooms, you know, a child molester grooms its subjects, you know, gets them to the point where they're willing to accept more and more and more perversion. And that's what the this, this state is doing with our kids right now in the schools, starting with making them wear masks everywhere they go and everything they do. And then telling them what's what's permissible, what's good, what's evil, what they can do uh, before they've even thought of doing it. They're grooming them. So it's, this is just, you know, well, part of that scale of- control. You are absolutely
0: right. And this is how the, the pro did you record that?
1: Derek, did you record that, the part where I'm right? Thank you. i got to play that later. Right.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking to <laughs> Phil on a point he made earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you were right earlier, but now let me get over to, <laughs> to Ed. Uh, the, the, what's going to be happening is on this bill, the ACLU and Planned Parenthood is is going to make the argument that this is to protect your rights as parents to raise your children as you see fit without government interference. And they've put this, I'm I'm telling you, read the bill, read what it does. And this is exactly the route they're going to take is they're saying we are protecting your right as parents to keep the government out of out of it. Uh, and people will sign this because they're so fed up with the government interference with how we raise our children, they won't realize what they're signing is the death of children in the state of Michigan. They will fall into the straw man argument that they have built within the ballot itself to make it look like it's one thing, as they're really good at doing. In reality, it'll be doing another. It'll be signing the death warrant of our children.
3: Yeah, Phil. What I would like to know is what are we really defining here with the, with the Michigan law? Is that supposed to be civil law or constitutional law?
0: What we have now is a law on the book that makes abortion illegal. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, we have a law on the book that says it's illegal. It's not in our state constitution. If we get a state constitutional amendment that says abortion is legal... And they go on to make other things legal on top of that to make it sound good. Abortion is, is legal. Birth control is legal. Having a medical miscarriage by accident or by nature is, is now legal. It always has been, but that's gonna be put in there. Um, the, the, the right for you to raise your children is now legal. It's your right without government interference. They put all these little straw men in there that any, some of them would be good on their own yeah, but but the, they pack but, it they packed it into this package that makes abortion legal. Well see the thing without is, without man. consequences. And I'm talking late term abortions also.
3: The thing is the that the, you know, the argument that was being made when the last two appointees to the Supreme Court, Gorsuch and and Amy uh Comey Barrett. Comey Barrett, yeah, was was uh, did that make abortion cost, a woman's constitutional right? But all of those laws that, that, uh, that they have said is a woman's right, is a civil right that takes away the constitutional right of the baby. And, and you're
0: you're making a valid point. And here here's the, the here's where it comes in, is the ACLU, uh, folks. We'll be back after these messages.
1: More with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering, on WHAM.
2: Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. The Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team defeated the Nebraska Cornhuskers 85-79 this past Tuesday. Michigan trailed 73-66 with 6 minutes and 8 seconds remaining in regulation before they ended the game on a 19-6 scoring run. Hunter Dickinson tallied 26 points, 10 successful field goals, 6 made free throws, 8 rebounds and 2 blocks. Eli Brooks scored 20 points drained six shots, buried seven free throws, and grabbed five rebounds. And Devontae Jones amassed 18 points, nailed seven field goals, snagged six rebounds, and stole the ball twice to aid in the Wolverines' comeback victory, which was their 11th of the season. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering.
0: Now, folks, I don't claim to be a lawyer. I thank God I'm not one. But I have. I have seen almost every episode of L.A. Law. All right? Mm -hmm. So so keep that in mind when I make my statement here. Uh, Roe v. Wade was never about, is it okay to kill your child? It was about the privacy between a patient and a doctor. Doctor patient confidentiality. Do you know it's illegal for them to come in and just search your house for no reason? You have a certain amount of right of privacy in your home. And you can expect that privacy unless you break the law and then if they have reasonable reason to search your house, they get a warrant and search your home. They cannot just violate your your privacy just, just out of the will. Roe v. Wade was about privacy, about doctor-patient confidentiality. But what happens when in that privacy, like in the privacy of your own home, you do something like murder someone? You see, we've lost the question in the whole abortion issue. We get so caught up into the idea that this is all about women's rights. We've lost the question of what is life? And is that child alive? When does life begin? And we we tend to lose sight of that used to be the argument. Now it's, how dare you try to take away the, the rights of the woman? I, I actually want to protect the rights of the woman. I want the woman to be able to say, yes, I want to either have have a, a relationship with this person or no, I don't. And have that person have to obey it. Okay? and, and if she doesn't want to have a relationship she doesn't have it that is her right to say no but if a, another human being is brought into the picture you cannot arbitrarily kill that ch- that baby making another victim or making a victim out of it to start with the question has to be is that child human that's simple is it human if it's human, it should be deserved the, the rights of our Constitution and basic human rights, which we have lost sight of. Um, and again, I want you to remember Roe v. Wade did not, did not legalize abortion. What it did was legalize privacy between a, a woman and her doctor.
1: Yeah, Ed. You know, during the recent uh, Dobbs versus Jackson, I think the Mississippi uh, suit uh, for the abortion law in Mississippi that's being challenged and a decision will be made in June and it may it may upset the Apple card on Roe v Wade. It may get rid of Roe v Wade, which is what we're talking about. And during that uh, ar- during the arguments that were made, Clarence Thomas made a very good point. I've got the audio clip of it. Sh- it's short. Can I play it? Please do.
3: I understand we're talking about abortion here but what is confusing is that we if if we were talking about the second amendment I know exactly what we're talking about if we're talking about the fourth amendment I know what we're talking about because it's written it's there what specifically is the right here that we're talking about
0: Well, Justice Thomas, I think that the court in those other contexts with respect to those other amendments has had to articulate what the text means and the bounds of the constitutional guarantees, and it's done so through a variety of different tests that implement First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights. So I don't think that there is anything unprecedented or anomalous about the right that the court articulated in Rowan Casey and the way that it implemented that right by defining the scope of the liberty interest by reference to viability and providing that that is the moment when the balance of interest tips and when the state can act to prohibit a woman from, from getting an abortion based on its interest in protecting the fetal life at that point.
3: So the right specifically is abortion?
0: It's the right of a woman prior to viability to control whether to continue with the pregnancy, yes. Thank
3: you. So
1: basically, the argument has always been privacy, privacy, privacy. And Clarence Thomas forced them to say, no, it's abortion. And you won't find the word abortion written in the Constitution.
0: No, you There's won't. There's no
1: right. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah.
0: Absolutely brilliant. And he is a lawyer. And he probably watched every episode of LA Law. And a good one. <laughs> he's a fantastic one, but uh, and he's and he's absolutely well he's a Supreme Court justice. And I'll say he's absolutely right. What what in the constitution specifically says you have the right to Kill that. And, and now the lawyer that he was questioning, she said a word a number of times that I think is very important. And she says, based on the viability. Well, you better, you better define viability because that's a very arbitrary word. Oh, Tell trust me what it science, is to be dude. viable. Trust the science.
1: Okay, let's talk about the
0: science. Embryology says that that embryo is a human. Everything is there in the DNA there to make that child human. From conception, they have the DNA there. Everything from the very first, from conception, everything there to make a 90-year-old man or a woman is, is there. Every bit of it. It's not an assembly line where you go through and you, uh, today we're going to add on the arms, tomorrow we we'll add on the legs. Uh, it's all there and it develops so at w- what point in, in that development do you say it's viable? Because I would make the argument I using whatever rule they use to make that child viable in the womb or not viable, I can take outside the womb and show that we should be able to pretty much kill whoever we want based on what we consider viability to be.
1: Yeah, a child it's- a child is viable when it can go out and earn its own living. Well, <laughs> then I'm
0: killing my my 40 year old kids, all right?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, that's what the, some of these people want to do. They they're asking for eighteen months after the baby leaves out of the womb to to, uh, to have yeah. uh, the authority to to take that child's life because of Down syndrome or autism.
0: Yeah, uh, Professor uh, Stringer, uh, Princeton, would make that argument.
3: Yeah.
0: So at eighteen months outside the womb, is it's still not viable. Kill it.
3: But that's what—that's when you. Just, that's what we call really late-term abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's because they have no uh, no respect for that life in the womb. But every politician, especially Democrats, will at some point while they're running for office, tell you that they're doing this for the children and the grandchildren.
0: All right, we have a caller. I'm going to ask the caller. I love this caller. He, he's, uh, I just love him. But I'm going to ask uh, this: the callers that call in, try to keep uh, the call short and to the point in this case, because we have, I have a lot of venting to do, because I'm very angry right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, Walter, how you doing?
4: Hi, hello. I'm, I'm glad you guys talking about this. Uh, I got a question for you guys. But let me make a comment real quick. Any politician, hold it. Uh, we can hold any politician that wants to run for office or think about running for office. They have to ask them one question. What do you think about murdering babies? What do you think about uh, abortion? And we don't, you know, abortion sounds like more like a watered-down clinical name. They just come out and for say, killing babies. what do you think about murdering babies? Or giving a woman her right to murder her babies. So a pro-choice is pro-death. And if they fall killing babies, they ain't no good with nothing else. They don't need to be no politician. Stay at home or go get a garbage truck job, because they're out garbage if they can't answer you right. Now, to the point. Isn't it, isn't, it, isn't it terrible how we've come to a point in our society that we call this a controversial issue, murdering, k- killing kids, a, mur- a controversial, it is, to me, it's with you guys, I'm pretty sure, too, it's either a black or white issue. But yet we've made it a controversial issue and all these polit- a lot of these other political things. But let me tell you, the uh. people who I don't trust in the Supreme Court, even when they were going through a hearing, and uh, I'm going to lead up to them. In, in fact, when it going gets tough, those two might get to it when it comes down to making that vote on Roe versus Wade. Amy? Amy? You know, they kind of remind me of her parents calling her while she's outside playing, calling her to dinner. Amy? And also... Have all. I don't trust them. I think those when it's going gets tough, I think those two are going to get to running and making excuses. And when they were going through the hearings, they said, "Well, I follow." So, is it a woman's right to choose, or, or is is? What do you guys think about overturning Roe versus Wade? Well, I follow precedent. It makes me nervous when they say that all the time. But either they're being strategic or they're just wimping out. They make, it could be a strategic thing also.
0: It could be, because if We're you not. follow precedents, you could go with where Clarence Thomas just came from, is where in the Constitution does it specifically say you can have an abortion? And it doesn't. Right. There, it, it, There's nothing in the Constitution that even hits towards that. And if, so if you're going to go with precedents, you have to go say, our job is to go with the Constitution, and our precedent is going to be to judge off the Constitution and the Constitution alone. Boom. There's precedence.
4: That's right, and that man has been that man has been daddy. Hasn't he? He and uh, a couple of others, I have no problems with. It. But I get nervous. I've always got nervous with Amy and Kavanaugh. And by the way, uh, Kavanaugh just just sided with backstabbing Roberts on the uh, nurses being vaccinated. So you can't trust him. I can't trust him. Uh, I'm wearing on gla- wearing glasses now. I can't trust Kavanaugh here from the top of my gra- glasses to the t- tip of my glasses. You know, you but make I'm a hope point I'm here. I hope I'm wrong. I'll keep praying. We better be praying because this Please is do. like Ed Seller's program, a spiritual warfare battle with what's going That's on. That's right.
0: Hey, Walter, thank okay. you so much for your call. Love you, brother. You're and appreciate your call. He makes, a, he makes a solid point in his call here. And... What do we expect out of our Supreme Court justices? Do we want them to be Republican and Democrat? I would say the argument would be no. I want someone who's going to be like Clarence Thomas who says, show me in the constitution. Show me in the constitution. That is his job is to protect the law of the land that we are we are so much said that we are as Christians to follow is the law of the land. The law of the land are not all these other sub laws and everything else, the law of the land In the United States is the Constitution. In Michigan, it's the Constitution of the United States and then the Constitution of Michigan. That's the law of the land for us. And so show me in the Constitution where it's legal to kill and murder your child. Show me. Don't don't hide it in disguise as, as privacy. As it was just admitted by this lawyer, it's not an issue of privacy. It's a woman's right to choose what she does with her child. And then she brings up viability. And may I say, because viability is is so arbitrary, at best, that should be left up to a state's issue on when does it start. But I think it shouldn't even be a state's rights issue. I think it should, at this point, become a, a Ninth Amendment issue that that child is protected by rights that aren't in the written down in the Constitution, like the right to live. Why isn't anyone fighting the ninth the ninth amendment for the unborn child? I don't know.
3: Well, again, uh, I've only
0: watched LA Law.
3: I, I would hmm. I, I would think that it, it's because of the uh, the the popularity when you when these people take these polls, women, and especially black women, because in Michigan. Fifty percent of all pregnancies end in, in abortion. That is insane to me. and that's the closest thing I've seen to genocide anywhere, in the state and, of New York, in the state of New
0: York, there are more black children murdered by abortion in the state of New York than there are black children born.
3: Born exactly, and it's getting headed that way in Michigan.
0: Yep,
1: and, now, and go ahead. So you may not be a my, lawyer, but I did spend a night at a Holiday Inn Express. You know, so I I trump your legal knowledge by just those credentials alone. And I'll but, give those to you. Okay. I want to kind of counter Afterwards, something. We'll discuss the, okay. Our friend Walter was talking about, you know, Amy Coney Barrett. And I have no reason to believe that on the topic of abortion, she won't come through for uh, the pro life position. I have no reason. Her whole judicial experience, uh, that was one of the reasons they didn't want her on. And uh, the, you got NPR predicting that, you know, if she, before she was uh, nominated and, and approved, uh, she would uh, overturn Roe v. Wade. And uh, I believe that's the case today. I, I don't think she's unreliable in this.
0: And therefore, she'd be standing by the precedence of her prior decisions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's a you can't be too nervous about that word precedence because that can mean a whole a whole lot of different things.
3: How well, do you look the, at precedents? Uh, is uh, it the,
0: based on your requirement of the following the the Constitution or the prior courts or prior decisions you've made? I mean, these are all questions.
3: Well, in this case, the the left has the edge because they expect their people to come on there and defend their position. Whereas on the on the right, they they have to uh, be ambiguous as to what their position is. So you you can't trust what their what their decision is going to be when you don't know what their position is going in. Every Democrat that's ever went in there since they passed Roe v.ersus Wade, you know exactly how they're going to vote on that issue.
0: I want the listeners to listen to me very carefully on this. Over the next few months, you're going to be approached, once they're approved to start the ballot initiative, you're going to be approached in parking lots, you're going to be approached in, in stores and in malls, you're going to be approached uh, at your door um, to sign a petition protecting parental rights. They'll talk about stuff like schools and teachings and CRT and everything else. And it's going to sound like really neat things that you would support. There is no bill mandate being pushed for right now that would protect, and I'm using the air quote, protect parental rights other than the the abortion bill. Be careful what you sign. They will lie to you and trick you and get you to sign that petition uh, regardless of what what? We need to turn this into a battle for them to get the signatures, first of all. And then if they get the signatures, we've got to fight to make sure that people show up and vote against it. Um, it's, a, it's a strong possibility. My job, I, I'm going to be reaching out. I am, I am shocked. And Ed, I, I think you know this to be true. I am shocked at the lackadaisical view of a lot of pastors out there. Uh, over over the abortion issue. A, a, a dear friend of mine who goes to a church got up and he, he does readings every, every week. He does readings of, of people like Charles Stanley and other things. And, and he spoke out against abortion and one member of the congregation got upset because that's political. And then the pastor got upset because one member of the congregation got upset because that's political. And you know what? Let her get upset because then she's got to face the truth of what she just heard. Like I said, your pastors are out there worried about losing one or two or three or even half the congregation. And yet they don't realize over 62 million babies that could be in their con- in their congregations today. Could you imagine, look at the churches today if we added another 62 or even half of that, 31 million people to the, con- to the congregations and the church across America today, how full those churches would be. We allowed the murder, the, the murder of those children Worried over upsetting one or two people because you don't want your donation plates to be a little less empty? If that is your concern, get off the pulpit. You don't belong there.
1: Go ahead, Ed. Well, false prophets come to mind. I'm mean, Granted, I uh, pastors are not prophets, but they're supposed to speak with a sense of authority about the word. And when they speak falsely and don't, don't protect the life that God's given us, then they are misrepresenting God. They are false prophets, and they deserve a similar fate. I'm gonna tell you. And you they about don't two support support. I'm gonna tell you about two sisters. One of which I
0: counseled with, one of which uh her sister counseled with someone else. Both of these ladies found out they were pregnant at the same time. One was in my congregation with her husband. They are both Christians. They came up, they talked, they said with all the hard times we're going through financially. We really are considering abortion. What do you think? Hmm. I told them what I thought, and I I showed them where biblically this is a child of God, and told them what they were doing was nothing short of murder. Just even you know, considering it was unbelievable because they knew better. And they said, "But we're going to have hard times." And mankind's been having hard times since the beginning of mankind, since Adam and Eve fell. All right, they decided to have their child the sister at the same time conferred with her and this is so ironic uh, conferred with her attorney or her her pastor sorry um, her pastor says it's political and it's your choice I'm not getting involved one right now one of the couples love their child she is now she is now let me figure. Oh, she's almost 20 years old now and they absolutely love her and they spend time with her and they, they think it was the best thing they ever did was to keep their daughter and, and they enjoyed it, and they had birthdays every year and yes, they had struggles as parents growing up but they love their child and they can't believe they even for a moment considered murdering her. Mm-hmm. The other sister still weeps for her child and wishes that she told her sister she wishes she would have had a pastor that would have told her the truth rather than be political. As she watched her niece grow up and her child was killed because her she blames her pastor. I'm gonna say Al, well, she's got some she's got some involvement on this too. But she mourns that lost child to this day, 20 years later. Jane, you're on the phone. What you got? We got a few minutes. Go ahead.
4: Well, I'm just about to go down the same vein you just went down. Um that one person who objects about the pastor talking about it abortion at church maybe the maybe the one that was involved in an abortion years ago and she's prop she and and he it could be could be the man you know as well who's who's lost a child through abortion that way maybe mm-hmm. there you know the, the whole rationalization of the of the abortion but bearing the guilt bearing the shame suffering with that yeah. So that, that person who speaks that. out like that may very well be uh, a person mm-hmm. who needs, you know, the love and compassion and the understanding. And that's and, why I, and you make, he or she is Jane, speaking you, out like that.
0: You you really do you really do make a good point because after it happens, let's face it, most of the abortions in this country that happen happen to uh, happen to girls who profess to come from a Christian background, a Christian family, yep. and and then there's a certain anathema that goes along with after the abortion, and we forget as pastors sometimes. And, and I I'm one to work on a program with post post abortive counseling. I've done mm-hmm. post abortive counseling, and it's rough, and you have to show them a loving and and, and Forgiving God, but yes. we shouldn't. We should not at the same time go into us saying, "Well, God will forgive me, so I'm going to have this abortion." Because, oh, well, that's presuming on absolutely God's not. grace.
4: Oh,
0: no, 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 right. No. So, but yes, we we border of abortion is something I think every pastor needs to needs to learn and needs to get involved with,
3: absolutely. Uh,
0: and, and not shy away from it because. A lot of young girls, after their abortion, they end up killing themselves because they have no one. They they are anathematized by their church, by their family.
4: Absolutely correct. Yes.
0: Thank you for calling, Jane. Folks, I love you. Next week, much more uplifting, much more happy topic. I love you all. We'll see you next week on a moment of clarity.
3: Been
1: listening to a moment of clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week, right here on Wham Radio.